Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. I am your host, Lauren, and today we get to talk to Allison Nitch about her journey from teacher to podcast manager. Allison shares her success story and encourages us to have the courage to go for it. She also shares how she went from overworked and stressed as a teacher to feeling fresh and having space to be there for her family and live the life that she really wants to live. This chat with Allison is so good. So without further ado, let's go meet Allison. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to the Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, Podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Allison, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, we are going to dive into your story of how you became a podcast manager. But before we get into all of that, can you tell us first how you first got started looking for something online. Oh gosh, yes. That actually takes me back years ago. Mm -hmm. So I taught for 18 years Mm -hmm. and I tried leaving the classroom twice before. So way back when my my oldest son is 14, when he was born, I started getting that itch. Like I want to do something else, but I I didn't know what else was out there. Mm -hmm. I heard a medical transcription, tried that, did not work. If you've seen a way a doctor writes, that's the way they talk. Now it's not even a thing anymore. Oh, it might be. I don't know. But I just wanted to do something from home. And it just, I couldn't figure it out. And so I found out I was having twins who are now 10. And so I just did what I knew. And I went back to the classroom. That lasted for another six or seven years. And I had that itch again. And I'd always heard of freelancing, but I, I didn't know what it was. I, you know, I hear freelance writers, freelance photographers. Yeah. Didn't really know what it was. So I didn't look more into it. And so I spent a year out of the classroom again, but I did some school stuff as well, like in the office and things like that. And for financial reasons, obviously I had to go back and you kind of fall back to what you're comfortable with. And so I went back to teaching. That was in 2019. (laughs) So you know what's coming. (laughs) Yeah. And so I went back 2019, you know, that fall semester was fine, but here comes spring 2020 and COVID and it just, everything goes downhill from there. We all know that, but it started turning again. I thought, you know, at first I thought that first year back, I was like, okay, I've tried it a couple of times to get out before. I want to find something else. What is there? But then I was like, I can't really blame this because, you know, it's a whole different situation. So I stayed in the classroom another couple of years. Well, the last year I was in, I had just had enough. I knew from prior years. I wanted something different. And so I did a Google search, jobs for teachers out of the classroom. And for some reason, I landed on a podcast. And so I was like, okay, I mean, I'd listen to podcasts, but like fun ones. Mm-hmm. And so I started listening to podcasts and it was just like one after another. I landed on, uh, oh gosh, I can't even remember the name of it, but I found Michaela Quinn on one. Mm-hmm. You were on there. Then I found you and it just like kept going. Yeah. And I just started Starts to like learning. snowball. Yes. A domino effect. I just started learning so much. And I was like, what is this? So I started looking into it and I was like, I want to do that. 
I knew I wanted to do it so bad that I put in my notice for teaching in like April of that last year. And I knew I couldn't go back because I mean, the teaching is a contract, right? And you have to make a decision early. Yeah. And it was so scary because I didn't know what, but I just, I'd seen so many people be successful. Mm. It was what I wanted. I could work from home, but I could still be helping people. And that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I just started looking into it and I just did all I could. And I knew I would have my teaching salary through the summer. So I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it work. And I just started learning all the things. Yeah, it started from a podcast. (laughs) Wow, I love that. It started and it continues with a podcast. (laughs) We love to hear that on this show. Now, I could see in like an alternate universe that you could use your, you know, your brain could use those past experiences of trying to leave as a reason to not, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you think really was the reason that you continued to try despite not finding the right thing the first time? Or the second. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, when I went in the third time, I was like, okay, third time's a charm. And there the we go. Hits and I was like, okay, mm. what's going on here? It's like something's telling me this, isn't it? I think I just, you know, they always say you finally hit rock bottom. Mm. And I think that's what it was. I was so stressed with work. I was missing time with my own kids. Here they are now. I mean, now they're 10 and 14, but I was missing all that time. I mean, when they were little, they were in daycare. They were, I spent so much time with other people's children that I didn't have time to give my own, mm-hmm. my attention. And I loved teaching at points, but I think it just got to the point where I was, I was tired and I was having, you know, anxiety, high blood pressure that led to depression. Just so many factors that I was like, I have to make something work. I wanted to feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And what I was doing and I wanted to, I mean, honestly, I wanted to enjoy it and I wanted to work from home. I just remember thinking, I want to work from home. What can I do from home? Yeah. And it just, I don't know. But yeah, it was pretty much the whole hit rock bottom. Got to find my way out of it type. Of yeah. Thing. Yeah. And yeah, that I totally get that. Now, besides getting out of the classroom, did you... And you said you wanted to work at home. Like what about it, about working from home was appealing to you? Or like, what was it that you could see in your future? Like if I can work from home, then what was the then part? The extra part? It was having that freedom to be able to do what I want when I want. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, with teaching, you had to schedule a sub and you had to decide. And we always have this little kind of joke. Is it, is it sub worthy? You know, sometimes it was harder to call in sick and have a sub than it was just to go in. Mm. I think it was just, um, I think that last semester, my, my oldest was having a little bit of issues, anxiety and things like that. And I couldn't Mm. be there for him like I wanted. And so I just started taking the days off and my administration was so, you know, they were understanding it was very, that wasn't the issue. It was Mm -hmm. just, I felt like I was doing a disservice to my students and I hated that feeling. Yeah. And it was just, I was working 24 seven, whether I wanted to or not. And I just felt like having that freedom of working at home, I set my own hours, but I'm still helping people was what was so appealing. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. just in quite honestly, being able to work comfy clothes. <laughs> yeah, totally. And like doing laundry or, you know, making <laughs> yes. dinner or whatever. Yeah. Now I could do laundry on a Tuesday if I wanted to. Yes. Yes. Uh, you said you said that, you know, just like being there for your oldest. And have you found that like being there is both like physically, but also like mentally? Like have you have you noticed with this 
with podcast management that you've been able to just like free up some brain space so you can mentally focus on other things? I do. I really do. Because when I was in the classroom, you were constantly thinking, okay, I have to be prepared. I have to know what I'm teaching, what I'm going to do. Is this kid going to act the way that you have been a week? Am I going to have to deal with this person? Is my admin going to come and observe me that day? You know, there's just so many factors that were constantly on your mind. I mean, when you were out of the classroom, you were planning for what to do in the classroom. Mm -hmm. It was like, you have to do work to go do your job. And with this, I feel like I can sit down, do my work. But if I need to get up and take an extra long lunch break and go do something, I can. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just what I needed in my time as that I just wanted that ability to not feel so tied down. And even though I have the things I need to get done, Mm -hmm. I can't get them done at that certain time. It's not like it's, you know, now or never. It's like, I can get it done later. And that's what I think I really liked about it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you said, you know, you you were so sure that this was going to be it, that you, you know, you took that leap. And I get that question of, from other people saying, you know, do you know, do you make the leap or do you like create a nest egg and take the different approach? So in, in both work, right? Both of them work for different kinds of people. So for you, besides the fact that you have to decide as a teacher, like, are you coming back next year or are you not? So there's that you, you know, you have to decide. But other than that, did you feel that that was the right, like now looking back, did you feel that that was the right choice to say, yes, I'm going in? I think at that moment, I knew I had to. I mm-hmm. knew if I stuck it out another year, I was just going to keep and looking at it now, I wouldn't have had the time to get where I am now if I was still in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it it freed up space. It really mm-hmm. did. And that first summer, I, I still joke about it. It takes you like time to unwind. You know, teachers need that summer to just kind of unwind. And of course, August comes and you're like, oh gosh. And it yeah. was kind of like, I don't have to feel that way. Mm. And so I knew in that moment, it was scary. Would I recommend it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I think if I'd had a job where I wasn't under a contract, I probably would have stuck it out or tried to find something part-time. But I think when I made that decision, I was like, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. I'm a hundred percent committed. And I remember telling my husband, I'm doing this. And I still mm-hmm. tell him now, I'm like, we're, we're, I'm doing this. We're going to, you know, I'm going to get there. So yeah. Yeah. I think it was just, a, I, I guess overall, I knew that if I went back, I was stuck for another year and I right. just couldn't. And you so. could find some, you were just going to find a way that it was going to. Yeah. Yeah. I told myself, you know, if it wasn't, if it was to a point where we were really struggling financially and I couldn't find clients, I would find something part-time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had kind of an idea of how to make it work. And again, mm-hmm. I got my teacher pay through the summer. So that was very helpful, but yeah, yeah, it, it just got to a point where I had to had to jump ships. Yeah. <laughs> it is time to I go. all in. Yes. <laughs> now, did you have any hesitations toward podcast management specifically when you were making that choice of, okay, I'm going to be a freelancer. I'm going to go into podcast management. What was kind of going through your mind in those early days? Okay. So this is a funny story. So I learned about podcast management taking Michaela Quinn's course. You were a guest expert. And I watched you edit this episode and I was like, I'm going to do that. I want to do that. That's what I'm going to do. And I think I bought your course that day, (laughs) that day or the next day. Mm -hmm. And I got started, but I was so new into freelancing that I think I got a little scared Mm -hmm. of just everything that goes into it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And even though I'd had the, 
I guess, you know, the kind of education, so to say, I'm saying that in air quotes, I, I just didn't know if I was ready to put myself out there. So I tried just getting regular VA clients and something was still missing. I was like, something's missing. This doesn't, I don't feel right. And I think by August, I was lost and I didn't know what to do. And I kind of almost forgot about podcast management, to be honest with you. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And come October, I'm in a mastermind. And some of the girls were like, well, what have you tried? And somebody was like, you love, I wanted to start a podcast. And they were like, what about podcast management? And I was like, oh my gosh, I remember watching Lauren and I loved it. So I was like, I have a course, got on there. I finished it within like two weeks. And I think within like three weeks after that, I had my first client. Wow. So if I had only just started when I thought it should have started, but I mean, but what? Right, right. Can't go back. <laughs> and you are starting out as a VA, even if you quickly decide, oh, wait, I'm going to do podcast management. I think it comes naturally to like want to land a client as a VA, just like for the sake of learning how to land a client. You don't have to, but I, I just hear that often that like, mm-hmm. you know, people like just want to kind of just land a client to get that experience in. But I love that you like, you did like a whole circle back. <laughs> I mean, it was like, back. but I, it was so funny that when I saw you do that, I was like, that's it. And mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't know why, but I think, I think you're right. I think I needed a client just to be able to work with them to know I can do this, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of like low think, stakes. Yes. You know, like working with just, someone just like, just to get the feel of what that is even like, because, you know, coming from, you know, if you're a teacher, if you're a nurse, if you're, you know, you work, what what have you, corporate, whatever, it is just so, it feels so different to work mm-hmm. in that client relationship. And you just don't, you're like, is, how is this going to feel? Right. And then once you land that first client, you're like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I think it was, I knew what to do. And like podcast management was applying all those skills. And I was still in that, do I really know what to do phase? Mm-hmm. And then once I got a client, I was like, okay. And then it was just like, now I'm, now I'm ready. And yeah, it's just kind of like, once you know, you know, and right. And now I know. And like you said, like, you know, you have a tiny bit of like regret. You wish you would have started when you started. But at the same time, when you're learning something brand new, like podcast management, or just at, you know, learning the land of freelancing, there is like so much like new, 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 new stuff. And the fact that you even had that moment of like, of fear, that moment of, wait, and you know, can I do this? Is this the right thing? Like so normal, right? And then like it all kind of like clicks and like sets in. And that's whenever, that's whenever you can really go. And I think that's why a lot of freelancers like niche down because they get to that point where they're like, oh, it makes sense now. Yes. It's like, you kind of feel that I know this is what it's supposed to be now. Mm -hmm. And and you really do, I almost feel like you do have to kind of try other things to make Mm -hmm. sure that it is what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I knew, I knew right away, that's what I wanted, but it's like, do I really? So it's like, I had to try the other stuff first. And then I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Now you mentioned that you wanted to start a podcast and whenever I hear someone say that, I'm like, I have to know more. So is that still something that you're thinking about doing? Nope. It's in the works. I'm in the process. I already have my outlines for the first four, four and a half, but I've got all the content. So basically it's going to be, I already have a name. I guess I should go ahead and say it. It's podcast with purpose. I can't, it's podcast with purpose. Love it. It's like, I kind of think podcasts are the reason I started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I, one of my episodes can get started with one podcast and that's really what it was. And even though I had listened to podcasts in the, before, I didn't know how much you could learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they were more just the true crime and the bachelor ones and the, fit, mm-hmm. you know, all the different ones that you're, I mean, you're still kind of learning, I guess, but this was more, I was truly learning how to build a business just mm-hmm. through people talking. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I found the mom podcast and all the teacher podcasts. And had I known about all those before, I think my life would have been so much better. Yeah. And so now my, I want my show to be guided towards people need to hear your voice and people need to hear a message. And even if it just reaches one person, you've helped somebody. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to is just being able to explain that just talking to somebody, even if you're, whether you're just giving advice, teaching, whatever it might be, you're helping somebody in some way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that's my goal. Yeah, love it. We will we'll definitely have to share that whenever let us know whenever it launches and we can yes. you know, if it's after we release this episode, then we can go back and add it to the show notes. So if you're whenever you're listening to this episode, go and see if there's a there's a link or I'm sure they can find they can find it through the other links that we'll share. So yes. so exciting. So you mentioned that like once it all clicked and you're like, oh yes, duh, podcast management. You then got your client pretty quickly after. So what was it like getting that first client? It felt natural. Like Mm. it was just, I found her in a Facebook group and she, honestly, she was asking, is there a course uh, Mm -hmm. to learn how to do a podcast? And of course there are, but I was like, hold on, (laughs) I can help you with this. And so I just reached out to her because I think she said, send me an email. So I sent her an email just explaining what I do. We met on a discovery call and she's, we had to back up her launch. So, but yeah she's, I launched, I'm launching a podcast. And wow. then quick, quickly after that, I landed another one and her podcast starts next week. So I'm excited about that. Yes. And then um, a third one, I just do show notes for, for right now. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's so smart to take those posts that you see about Mm -hmm. podcasting and see like, you know, from just from the outside, you see, oh, yeah, she's looking for a course, you can tell yourself she doesn't she already knows she doesn't want a podcast manager. But that's not true. Right? We can say, oh, I wonder why she doesn't want a podcast manager. It's like she she might not even know that that exists. She might not know anything about it. Right? So so smart to like, just take that opportunity to say, hey, there there's a there's another way if you're interested in this. And we all know, I mean, I'm a big course fan. I have a course, <laughs> but it requires work. You have to watch yeah. the course and then you've got to implement. Right. And that big old implementation is a big thing. Yeah. And I remember on our call, she was like, I don't know the tech side. I was like, I got it. You don't need to. <laughs> I was like, that's that's what I do. You record. Yeah. She's like, really? Yep. Yeah. I, I think I, I probably have mentioned this on an episode before, but I was talking to some to one of my contractors, all, my tax gal. And she was explaining something to me about, you know, business entities. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. And she said, you don't have to worry about that because I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, duh. You're like, oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, duh. She, I think she even said, that's what you're going to pay me to do. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And so that just always comes back to me, though, that... Yeah you know, that it's like, you know, that's why service, us service providers exist is because some people look at what we do and say, I actually have absolutely no interest in learning yeah. how to edit in learning about hosting and X, Y, and Z. I'm like, and I do, I like mm-hmm. that part of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's very, I know one of my other clients, she was basically, you know, she said something about, so after I get done recording, do I need to give you, you know, 
what I want in the show notes. I was like, no. And she's like, so I'm, I'm, that's all I'm doing. I'm like, yes. And that just made me feel so good to know that I can help her. Mm-hmm. And the one I do show notes for, she was so excited that she was able to upload all her show notes. And I was like, it just made me feel like, okay, I'm doing something that I'm supposed to be doing. And it just kind of, like you said, comes full circles. Like I know I did the right thing this time. I know I said going back to teaching the third time was a charm, but I think leaving the third time was the charm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't recommend doing that three times, but you know what? I had to know. So, right. No. Right. And by doing it multiple times, by the last time you left, you're like, okay, I already know what it's like to leave. Right. You knew, you knew what it was like to, to, to leave and to, to do something like to make something other than that your teaching happen. So yeah, I love that. And that's really inspiring. So you said that you'd heard a lot of people had had success. Where were you picking that up from? Honestly, the different podcast episodes. Mm. I would just binge listening to all the different episodes, just, you know, podcasts where they were just successful in business in general, but a lot of just your success stories. And that's why I wanted to come on here is to be able to be another one to just say, sometimes you just have to do it. Mm. And it's scary. It's nerve-wracking, whatever all the other emotions are out there, because you don't know, you can't predict the future. You can't change the past. I've learned that. Um, (laughs) You just have to try. And I think what I've realized the most is just consistently thinking about where I want to go. I think that's what, I think that's what I keep in my head. And if I ever feel like, okay, what did I do? Is this working for me? I constantly think of where do I want to go? Mm-hmm. And that's what's been helping me. When yeah. I first started, I thought, what could I be doing in six months? You know, if I had stayed in the classroom, I know what I'd be doing, but you know, what, what else is out there? Yeah. What, what could potentially be more for me? And that's just been what's keeping me going. Mm-hmm. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more, learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. So do you have a vision right now of what you want, you know, for your business, but just, you know, in life? Or are you kind of discovering that? I think I'm discovering it as I go. Mm-hmm. I know I want to help as many people as I can get a podcast out there. That's what most of us as podcast managers want. But I think I just look more into it as how can these people starting a podcast help other people? 
Mm-hmm. And that just, it just feels good to me. And that's what I want. I don't know, you know, I've looked at others who have agencies and all that. And I don't know yet what direction I want to take that, you know, that route. Mm-hmm. I just know that right now I'm loving the ride. Mm-hmm. And even though it's scary, I'm just going to keep going and see what happens because, you know, I didn't know I'd be here, you know, right. a year ago. <laughs> right. And I like that you said, like, you knew what you knew what teaching was going to be like. So, you know, whatever you're doing now, you know what it's going to look like if you keep doing that for six more months, for another year. I mean, think about five years from now, right? Like you can imagine what that universe would look like. And so then you try to see what else, like you said, like you open up your mind to like, what else could it look like? And that can be hard because especially if you have a job that is really part of your identity, like teaching is, right? to be able to say like, okay, what, you know, who am I outside of teaching? And therefore, what is my future outside of teaching? And being able to kind of dream that up for yourself is probably exhilarating, but yeah. also hard just because you're like, okay, wait, let me just start from scratch. <laughs> right. What is life without, you know, without my, my, the job that I've had for, for 15 years. Exactly. And I think I know I didn't want to have regrets because I already have hmm. some, mm-hmm. you know, I always think, second time I left, I'd heard, like I said before, teeny bits about freelancing, but I didn't look into it more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now I think, had I looked into it, that was, you know, 2018, 2019, you know, think about where I could be now, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't, you you can't, that's all the what ifs. I can't Mm -hmm, go back. mm -hmm. But I knew I didn't want to have regrets in the future. So that's what just made me think if I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah it's like having that small regret is what is helping you now, right? So yes. it's, it all works out. Even some of the, the negative feelings, like the regret, they kind of work to your, your favor eventually. Right. And I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. So, mm-hmm. or there's a purpose for it. I kind of think that's why I wanted to name my podcast, podcast with purpose, because there's a purpose. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't know what's coming and I don't, you know, you can't see the future, I just know that what all these things that are happening to me, you know, even when I have a discovery call that, you know, it doesn't go my way. There's still some reason. I I just keep thinking there's something better. There's something bigger. And I just keep having to go for it. And so, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Love it. Now, so you said that you have three clients. Have you kind of figured out who you want to work for? Do they have any, so far, do these people have anything in common? Uh, Two of them are teachers. Actually, Mm -hmm. well, one was a, in the school system. So they're all in that realm, but I really want to focus on service providers, Mm. just people helping people. That's kind of what I want to focus on. And I think it's because that's where I'm finding the light in it. And I want that to just kind of keep going, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, But just those that help others, whether it's, you know, two of mine are starting memberships. And so they're wanting to reach out one wants to create a community. And it's just knowing that I can help them do that. And I'm taking an idea and producing it into this show that can help so many people. It just, I don't know. I remember going in my closet one day and I was like, this is it. I figured it out. (laughs) And that was just a good feeling. You know, I hadn't had that in so long. Yeah. And one of my takeaways from just hearing you talk about this is that like having those moments of clarity because especially when we're in a, when we're in a season of change, we're in a transitional period, we're looking for clarity. We're like, what is it? Give me the plan. Show me the route. You know, what is the right thing for me? 
But having those moments of clarity can take time. You have to Mm -hmm. kind of, sometimes you have to kind of let things play out. You can't force it, of course. (laughs) So I guess the opposite of forcing it would be to wait. But eventually, like the more you just keep looking into it, especially it sounds like for you, it comes, that clarity will come. Yeah, that was a big thing is I'm I'm a planner. I like to know what's mm-hmm. ahead. I want to know I want to know where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was like I think I said this before, I just kind of had to keep in mind where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, staying in that and just yes, getting that clarity helps so much. And mm-hmm. it does take a long time. I mean, it took me a long time. Mm-hmm. Years <laughs> years and years. But I think you have a reason that you're doing everything. And it's, I hate that you never know what that reason is for, but eventually, like you said, it's just kind of like that clarity hits and you're like, that's why, that's Mm -hmm. why. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, what does your daily schedule look like as a podcast manager? So my husband and I rotate who takes the kids to school, but when Mm -hmm. it's my time to take them to school, I get an earlier start. So like this morning, drop them off at seven and I usually come in my office and get started right away. Depending on, I look in the drive, see what audio is there, get all that done, do any, I just kind of have like a little to-do list, checklist type thing, getting used to click up. I just switched to click up. It finally (laughs) clicked. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I I take breaks when I want to. And that's what I love. You know, if I want to eat while I work, I do. If I want to go sit outside on the back porch and, you know, in the, well, it's not really pretty today, but on a day it's pretty, I can. And that's what I love about it. And if I don't get to something that day, I just write it on my day the next day. Um, The day my husband takes the kids to school, I sleep in a little bit longer, but I love that, that I have that flexibility. And I think that helps me and I mean, mentally for sure. Um, now I look at how did I wake up at five o'clock every morning for so many years to go teach. And I'm like, even the days that I wake up to get, take my kids to school early, I'm like, I don't have to really fully get ready. I can just get up right. take them to school and then come back and get ready. So, but I like the flexibility of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, t- the tasks that have a deadline, I focus on those and then kind of weave my stuff in as I can. Mm-hmm. And how many hours are you working now? And how many do you hope to to work in your ideal? Yeah, I was just asked this the other day. I have not tracked my time. Sometimes I'll track my time when I'm doing show notes or something When because I, I do transcription for this one client. Mm. And so I try to see how long it's really taking me. Yeah. But I would say if I have to guess, because I'll get up and go do something and then come back or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would mm-hmm. say right now I'm working about 20, but I'm okay taking on more because... My kids are all school age. Mm-hmm. That's what I do have the benefit of that is that I don't have any littles at home during the day. So, I mean, I'm, I don't want to work 40, but, you know, if I'm working with the right clients, I would be willing to because I can shut it off. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like teaching where I have to come home and grade and plan for the next day. So, and I'm at home, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm willing to take on more. So I'm really hoping to grow my clientele and get some more clients under my belt. So yes, yes. Now, do you have a number? Or I guess what's your like next goal right now? My next goal is to gain more clients. I hope to, I, you know, love to do the podcast, the management part of it, but I really mm-hmm. like to see it come from an idea. I really enjoyed these launch clients that I have. So I'm really hoping to gain more clients. And I'm wanting to try out not really a VIP day because that's kind of hard with, you know, launching a podcast as far as recording and things like that. But I want Mm -hmm. to take that method 
and kind of, I was talking to my coach the other day, you know, they have a few weeks of like their prep work where we, you know, we plan it out, strategize all that type of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I want to devote a day to where that's the day that I do all of their stuff. They're editing, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, submitting to the platforms and things like that. And of course it may take a day or two to get accepted, sometimes longer, but you know, so it's kind of more of like a VIP experience, but yeah, yeah. That's kind of my goal. But, and then of course, some of those I would want to hopefully, you know, roll into the management part of it because mm-hmm. now that I've had these launch clients, I'm like, I don't want to just launch their show and let them go. I want right. to see what happens. Right. I've spoke to a couple of people that love like, you know, doing the launch and then letting go, but it's like, wait, <laughs> launch and release. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a bless and release, but launch and release. <laughs> but yeah, I feel the same way as you. It's like, you know, you've helped them develop the idea and now the management like feels like the easy part. Yeah, <laughs> well, it just does. like not necessarily, you know, it's easy because you've set it up the way like you right. like to have it set up, but also then you can see their message unfold. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm so excited this one. I'm just like, I can't wait to hear the rest of it. Like, where are they going? And so yeah. that's kind of what I'm, but now I really do want to build up um, to where I get a good solid amount of clients. The number of clients, I'm not quite sure yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on, you know, my pricing and growing that in scaling and trying to figure out you know, what that does look like, but, mm-hmm. um, I would love to have, you know, anywhere between five, seven that I will work with consistently. And then a hopefully in the years down the road that can be condensed and who knows what'll come from all yeah. of this. Yeah. I, I love that. Like endless amount of ideas and things They're, and right. And possibilities. Yeah. Yes. And podcast management is still a new niche, a new niche, but <laughs> I, I change the way I say it every day, <laughs> but that sounded bad. So I'm going that's, with niche today. That's <laughs> my with... last name. So I, I was just telling Lauren before we started, my last name is niche. And before I started this online space, I would hear niche and you're like, oh, and now, and now I catch myself saying niche because my, I mean, as a teacher, I was Mrs. Niche. So it was like, I heard niche everywhere. So I'm like, we're changing yes. it up. Yeah, totally. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But now, you know, in 2023, we've had a couple of years of really podcast managers, you know, thriving. And so you're starting to see like that next level of like what other people are doing. And yes, you can be like that forefront person that's making has like has a vision, but it's so nice to be able to see like what your business can look like, you know, so like that initial phase of podcast management, we know what that looks like. But now we can really start seeing like where people are taking this. And it makes it easier for others to envision, okay, I could be doing that. I could be doing this. I can be doing something else. Yes. You know, that's funny you say that because when I first started, not that things are a competition, but you're kind of, you get that initial, well, they're doing that. I can't Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. But then you have to remember there's billions of people in this world and they're not going to have all of them. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like we can all, but so I've started to change the way I look at it into oh my gosh, they're doing that. Just like you said, and maybe I could try that. And, and it's just like we said a minute ago, the possibilities are endless. And so instead of looking at it as like a competition, so to say, I almost look at it as someone to look up to and like, mm-hmm. where can I go and how can I learn from these people? And so that's been the biggest kind of whatever eye-opening thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I like about the service provider world versus the course you know, digital product world is that as a service provider, even if you grow and scale, you're not looking for thousands of clients, right? Versus if you're selling a product, you're probably looking for, well, you know, thousands of, of clients or thousands of customers. 
So as a service provider, you know, you're looking at lower numbers because, you know, price is higher and you're like, it's easier to say, okay, yeah, I need five people. And there are a lot of podcasts out there. And they're like you said, there's billions of people <laughs> on this planet. Yeah. So, and lots of people that have messages that need to be heard. And so it's easier to kind of conceptualize that. And like you said, reel in that competition, that competitive spirit to say, oh yeah, you know, it's okay if this person is doing something similar because there's a lot of people that need this type of help. Absolutely. And then even when you're looking for clients, I was just thinking when you were talking, you know, you'll see a a podcast post. Well, I guess a post about podcasts Mm -hmm. and you see other managers, you know, answering and you're like, they've already answered. So I'm still learning. It's okay to still say something too, because yes, that person may connect with you more than they will with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what happened with another one I met with is she was like, you just stood out more than Mm. the others did. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. But Um, you're probably, did you go back and try to figure out why? Or um, she said she liked the way I wrote it. So I did go back and look at that and I captured it and I saved it. Yeah. And that she liked the way I listed out my prices and stuff, which I learned from you. Mm. So good job. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so interesting. Sometimes it's like, it's not apparent why it's like they just clicked with you and you're like great okay this is you know because like you said like yeah there could be 20 30 40 people that comment and you think how am I going to stick out and just and yet you do but also sometimes like maybe they're just going through the list on the people that commented and somebody's taking their business in this direction the other person took their business in this direction and you're the you're the one that they get to that is providing what they need. So you just you do not know, right? Who all is going to see those posts. So I totally agree with you. You know, put that belief that it doesn't matter if you post. It does. It really does. Just put your put your name in the hat, right? right? Jump into the ring. Exactly. And I'm still learning. I'm still mm-hmm. you know, it's always going to be a learning curve. You know, when you you think you get over one hump, it's like, oh, well, here's another one, you know. So it's just yeah. kind of that never ending cycle. But I think what I've learned the most and what I've been taught is just keep going, keep putting yourself out there. I had a hard time with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I guess being a teacher, you're just kind of in your little bubble. And so trying to put myself out there was, it was difficult. It was very yeah. hard at first. Um, I hadn't posted anything on my personal Instagram since like 2019, when I first went back to the classroom and like the first day of school pictures, I think is what was up there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and now I have to like post stuff now. And so I'm getting better. But yeah, that was, it's, there's always going to be something to kind of have to push yourself through. And I think just if any advice I can give is just keep going. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I've given up before and look what happened. You, it took right. me that many more years to try again. So yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to view it too. Is like, you know what it's like to give up. And to go to go back yes. or to have to look for something else. You're like, okay, I know what that's like. <laughs> let's try something yes. else. Let's try, <laughs> you know, let's just try like getting over that hump. Cause you're right. I mean, there there are bumps in the road. And really the the process of being a business owner is really just like personal development and just like saying, like, do I have the the guts to keep going? Yes. That's been very hard. And it was kind of, there are some amazing teachers out there and we need amazing teachers. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't, my heart wasn't in it anymore. And so one of the things I just keep telling my husband is like, I'm not going back. I can't go back. I, I've got to make this work. He's like, yeah. you're not going back. Yeah. D- yeah. And 
And I'm like, I can't, I hate that I have to say that because some people still love teaching and we need those people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's, I think that's just my, I can't go back to what I was doing because it was safe. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I have to keep trying, even though it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's been hard. Yeah. But once I hit those uncomfortable things and they work, you're like, oh, okay. It's kind of like you have to get past that. I'm going to keep saying hump, but you have to get over it just to yeah. see what's on the other side. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of visualize it as just like breaking through. And so sometimes mm-hmm. like, yeah, you do, you do go back to this or you go, you know, whatever, maybe you had a part-time job and you kind of keep, maybe you add hours to that because you're, you become a, a little unsure and like, and that's okay. Right. That's a process, but like you will break through that eventually, you know, if yeah. you, if you keep going for it and you'll, you'll get to the point where you're like, okay, now, now my podcast management business can, can be the only thing, if that's even what you want, right? Maybe, maybe you have a side gig that you, you want to do as well. But if it's the only thing you want, you, you'll get there. Yes. And just, I keep telling myself, I have to be consistent and I have to just keep going mm-hmm. because I can't think about the giving up again. Like we said before, I've done that. So I know yeah. what that's like, and I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Don't need that experience again. Got that, no. got that covered. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Yes. Can't do it. Can't done do it. that. Done that. Now, if there's someone listening who's thinking they're maybe they're like, yes, I love podcast management, but I'm considering joining the podcast manager program or I might DIY it. What piece of the program has been the most helpful for you in building your business? Oh my gosh. You just laid out all the steps, like mm-hmm. how to do it. I mean, yeah, you can, like you said, DIY it. How, just think about how long that's going to take. And I wanted to make sure that if I was going to get a client, I was doing it right from someone who's done it before. Mm. And, you know, you hear about these people who have started their own podcast on their own or whatever business they have. And that's amazing. Um, Props to them. But I wanted to make sure that I knew what steps to follow, what works, what didn't work, Mm. how to fix it. And you have a community to go to to ask questions. You know, if I had a question to ask, I would just pop it in the Facebook and somebody was always answering right away. And that was amazing. But I just mm-hmm. love that it was all laid out there for you. What do you do to launch a podcast? The tech, even how to set up your business as mm-hmm. a podcast manager. And that was so helpful. I mean, I got positive comment about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. From your, from that client. Yes. yes. Love that. I And I appreciate you sharing that because that's, it's helpful for other people to hear, you know, what, what other people think thoughts are, you know, they, they hear my opinion. Right. <laughs> Often. So it's it's really helpful to hear, you know, what other someone else thinks. Absolutely. Because it helps to hear from other people that go through it, mm-hmm. not just from the person. I mean, when you create something, you know, you want it to be good, but it's mm-hmm. good to hear that other people have had success from it. And that's what I loved. I loved listening to people say that they became successful from it. And I think that's what really helped me make that decision because I knew people have gone before me and they're doing good. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I needed to know and hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I first got into freelancing, I was the same way because I had already tried on my own and we, I knew what it was like to fail. Like, you, <laughs> you know, I knew what it was like to say, oh, yeah. wait, this isn't working. So yeah, when you see other people and those and those people are similar to you in some way, right, in some shape or in form, then you say, oh, wait, okay, maybe there, maybe I can do this. Maybe there is a way of doing this quote unquote, correctly, or the, you know, efficiently, or, you know, what, what have you, it's, yeah, it's really nice to see just like kind of real, real people um, telling their stories. Yeah. 
I kind of relate it to like, when you go to Amazon, you like to look at the reviews, <laughs> to mm, see, mm-hmm. but it's the ones that have the actual pictures and the ones that have shown you what it is. It's like, yes. that's kind of like, I could hear their voice and what they've gone through and what they experienced. And I was like, okay, I can, yes. I can do that too. That's a great way of thinking it. Cause it's like, you, you look at the picture on Amazon and you're like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. <laughs> and then you read a review and it's like, oh, don't miss that this is actually like a Barbie size item. (laughs) You know, like this is actually super small. Don't miss it. And you're like, I would never have looked at that if I hadn't looked (laughs) at the review. And then also it's like people say, oh no, this is is actually better than it looks in the picture. And you're like, oh, you have me sold on that. When someone says that, I'm like purchased. Right, that it's not that yellow in the picture. Don't worry. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer that I like to... I mean, I always do my research and mm-hmm. that's just kind of one of the things. And I think that's why I listened to so many podcasts before I did everything. It's because I wanted to know that it's possible, you know, because mm-hmm. you can hear somebody say something and go, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But just to see that so many people were having success, that was, it got me. Yeah. Now you have a private podcast and I personally checked it out and I think you did an amazing job, but tell yeah. us a little bit about it. So I wanted to create something more to start an email list, but also Mm -hmm. to put out there that uh, just more of kind of a beginning steps of what it takes to launch a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I just made a real quick, you know, short episodes, just this is what you have to do, just different little kind of steps in what launching a podcast would look like. So yeah, I I just wanted to try something different than a PDF. And I was like, kind of also testing out whether I'd like podcasting, you know, starting a podcast, not that I like podcasting, but starting <laughs> with myself. Because yeah. some people like to do the management part and not be behind the mic. And I mm-hmm. realized I want to do it. And so it's kind of actually moved up my process of starting my own show. Ooh, so it's gotten you ready. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't going to, the idea came back in the fall that, okay, I want to do this, but I didn't really know what pieces to put together. Mm. Now that I've done this, I'm like, okay. And I, at first I thought I was going to start, you know, launch it in March, but I mean, I could almost launch it next week if I truly wanted to. So right, right. it'll be yeah. February for sure. Love it. That is so exciting. Well, for those of you listening, definitely check out her private podcast. Then you can also, if you haven't, you know, had the experience of adding a private podcast to your your listening apps, you can see what that really is like and yes. and see how Allison has set it up. So check that out in the show notes. Now, this has been so helpful. And I know that, like you said, your, your purpose is really to help other people and to help people help other people. And I'm sure that this episode will 100% help someone. So that's exciting. So. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And for everyone listening, check out the show notes for all the links on where you can find Allison, um, you can use her as your inspiration, like you're using other podcast managers. And thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I just hope that, I mean, listening to your podcast helped me. And that's just why I wanted to come on is to be able to reach somebody else who's hoping to become a podcast manager because it's worth it. It is. We love it around here. (laughs) Very much so. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. 
All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.